The 2022 State Fair Classic. Grambling State versus Prairie View A&M. Saturday, October 1st at the Cotton Bowl. One ticket gets you into the fair and the big game. Also, Grammy Award winning Ashanti Live. Then the Classic kicks off at a new time, 6 p.m. New coaches, old rivalry, and an iconic halftime battle of events. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. Visit StateFairClassicFootball.com. Sponsored in part by City of Dallas. Dallas Sports Commission. McDonald's. Black and Positively Golden. Chevy. Cricket Wireless. Methodist Hospital. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer. The neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Available in fresh markets in Northern Virginia, Richmond, and Lynchburg. At Barrel and Bushel in Tyson's Corner Center. And in Total Wines throughout Virginia. Got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. I'm Donald Ware. We've already, HBCU football season has already kicked off, had a couple of games uh, on Saturday. And so we're looking forward to more games. And uh, it is Monday. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. On the line, we're joined by a gentleman in his first season as the interim head football coach at Bowie State. Bowie State has had so much success in part because of this gentleman. The Bulldogs ranked number three in the HBCU football poll coming into the season amongst the media. And Kyle Jackson uh, is our guest here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What's going on, Coach Jackson? Not too much, man. Thank you, Don. I appreciate you for having me, man. Taking some time out to get an opportunity to let me come on your show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I mean, got to, right? Like you guys. And, and again, as I mentioned, a lot of the success is because of you. I want to take you back, though, to the 20th, and, you know, Bowie, Bowie State is not terribly far uh, from Baltimore, but you held your first scrimmage at in Baltimore at Dun, at famed Dunbar, which is being known more now for some football players, although we know Dunbar is <laughs> a basketball school. Your school, as a matter of fact, you attended. Uh, but but how was that? And talk about what went in in terms of playing your first scrimmage at Dunbar. Uh, well, this is something that we kind of adapted last year. Um, you know, coming out of COVID, we didn't have the best uh, – we didn't have the opportunity to get out and recruit as much as we wanted to. Um, so we tried to, you know, think of creative ways to get ourselves back in the community. So um, we we ended up, you know, doing like some like some satellite scrimmages at certain schools and things like that or areas that we recruited. So last year uh, we had the opportunity to – um, get go up to Mervo in Baltimore and held a scrimmage there. And then also we went to Friendship Collegiate in Washington, D.C. Um, and it's like I say, this past year, we went to Paul Lawrence Dunbar, um, the home of we have about four guys from Dunbar on our roster as of now, uh, but also had a lot of those guys come through our program. I uh, have a real good relationship with Coach Lawrence Smith um, and Michael Carter, who's the offensive coordinator there. Um, you know, so it was one of those things where it was no question that, you know, we were going back to Baltimore, we go check out uh, Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Joshua Pryor, who was one of our uh, best players on the team, um, that's his home, you know. So having given him the opportunity to go back home and uh, practice, 
in front of some of his former his former teammates and coaches. Um, I think it was a good deal for us. Um, what was it like for you? Um, well, let, let me let me let me ask this question in, in terms of Baltimore, right? Like you're a Baltimorean. I mean, and, and you know, I've, I mean, I grew up in Silver Spring, so I mean, I get the whole dynamic. I mean, the whole region. Uh, uh-huh. I would say specific to Baltimore is more about basketball in high schools. But you're seeing uh-huh. now that the football is really growing. You've got a number of players uh, from Baltimore on your squad. So speak to how Baltimore is kind of coming up, if you will, from a football perspective. Um, one thing, Baltimore has a lot of great athletes, you know, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, whatever. You know, it's some good athletes that come out of, come out to, out of Baltimore. Um, you know, when you talk about, especially with the way that the media is going, you talk about social media, uh, with YouTube, Instagram, and all that things. Um, I think it's bringing more light to some of the talent that we do have in Baltimore. Um, for here at Bowie State, uh, we pride ourselves on recruiting the area, and Baltimore is an area that we uh, we always got to keep our hand in the pot. Uh, with myself being a Baltimore guy, um, in the previous staff, we had guys from Baltimore as well. Uh, we're well connected with the coaching staffs in the area, so uh, we get a good gauge on the talent, um, and it's it's just really about relationship building, man. Like I mentioned before, Coach Lawrence Smith, um, he's a guy that watched me grow up and actually coached against me when I was playing ball in Baltimore. Coach Michael Carter actually recruited me to come to Bowie State University back in 2006. So um, the relationships that we have within the area, I mean, it's like no it's like no other. So it's one of those things where we got to make sure we keep a few guys from Baltimore on a on the because we understand that it's going to be more guys and more talent to come. A little bit more for you, literally, a little bit more for you than three months on the job as the interim head football coach <laughs> at, at Bowie State. What has that been like? Oh, man, it's, <laughs> I, could, I wouldn't have painted this picture just a couple months ago, man, you know, but it's been one of those things. Um, we, we preach next man up in this program, you know. You got to be ready regardless of what the situation is. Um, I, you know, me and Coach Wilson talked a lot, you know, prior to him leaving. And, you know, he asked me my career goals. And um, head coach was it, – it wasn't there at first, but, you know, being underneath of him for some time, you know, being mentored by him, it kind of became an aspiration. Um, that aspiration became a reality a lot sooner than expected, though, you know. Um, so it's been one of those things where I embrace the change. I embrace this change. There's been a lot of change going going that has happened within the program. Uh, but I've been, I've embraced it because at the end of the day, this show still goes on. Uh, regardless of who's here, who's not here, understanding that everybody that stepped on the field with Bowie State University um is gonna try to they, they wanna win the game. They wanna get a uh, you know, get a mark in that win column. So um it's been my it's it's been my um my goal is to win every day, you know. So from, you know, making sure the coaches, players, support staff, everybody understands the task at hand um, and driving that and driving the same vision, you know, making sure that we all on the same page. So um, it's been it's been interesting, but um, I'm enjoying the process, man. I'm learning a lot about myself, learning a lot about the uh, the people that surround me. And I look forward I look forward to putting this this, uh, this talent on display. Yeah, I think what's interesting, too, three things. You're a Bowie State alum, one. Two, you've been a recruiting coordinator. Three, you've been a defensive coordinator. So you've been, while maybe not the head guy, you've been in positions um, of leadership. Can you speak mm-hmm. to how those things help to translate in, in getting you more comfortable as the head coach? Absolutely. Um, one, from from being a recruiting coordinator, um, a lot of the guys in the program, um, 
I recruited. I helped recruit you know, so I've built relationship with these guys. So um, transitioning to the defensive coordinator position, I was already, I had already built a strong relationship with not just my position, but with that side of the ball. Um, so um, understanding that role from being a defensive coordinator and the guys buying in and trusting me throughout the springtime, um, it kind of made the it kind of made the transition to the head coach a little bit easier because the guys, the offensive guys, seen and they know my coaching style and my philosophy. They understand how I work. So now having the reins over top of the whole program, um, it kind it kind of fell in line, you know. So um, a lot of the guys, the offensive guys, were excited about me taking over. Um, you know, just because of some of the things that you, the rich tradition that we have defensively, um, having that over the whole team has been, you know, it's one of the things that they've been excited about. So um, it's kind of been an easy transition, but, you know, changes, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we can't fight, um, you know, so we had our ups and downs. But um, one thing that I can say that keep me going and keep me motivated is the guys, you know, because at any given time with things, the way that things going now with this transfer portal, the guys could have, the guys could have up and left. You know, but they showed me that they believe in me and they trust in me. They decided to stay. Um, so I owe, I owe it all to them. You know, every day I come to work, man, I put my hard hat on for these guys. So I'm going to continue to do that from the time that I'm here. Kyle Jackson, the interim head football coach at Bowie State, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. I got to start with that man child. You talk about defense. <laughs> you got to talk about Joshua Pryor. I mean, I've been singing his praises since his freshman year. Not, I mean, he didn't make all CIAA first team, you know, last year. I mean, that's, I guess that's how things go. Although he's, he's one of the best players in the country. Speak to him, his maturation and the expectation for him this season. Um, Josh, I mean, like you said, he's a man child, man. He, he shows why he is, you know, why he has received the recognition that he has. And he, he does that daily. Um, he's a guy that a lot of guys on the team look up to. Um, his presence alone, you know, you can feel a difference when he's in the meeting room, when he's at practice, when he's in the weight room, you can feel a difference in the energy, you know? Um, so he's a guy that I'm looking to, to be in the leadership role. Josh is not a man of many words, but his presence is felt. Um, you feel his energy whenever he's around, you know? So I'm not looking for him to be a, vo a vocal leader, but understanding they know when it's time to work that Josh is going to put in work, you know? So um, I've been with Josh since his red shirt freshman year. And you talk about a three-time All-American, three-time All-Conference guy, um, and many more awards that he, that he has, that he has received. Um, he's looking forward to this, um, to this senior year, senior campaign. You know, he said he got three rings the first three seasons. He won't finish with four. So um, that's the goal. Well, my apologies, I mean five, because the goal is always to win the national championship coming into the season. So uh, we're trying to get two. We're going, we're going to work to get two rings this year. Can you speak to how dominating this young man is? I mean, if you look at the numbers, this guy plays inside. He he gets double-digit sacks on from the from an inside interior, <laughs> you know, guy. Um, yeah, I'm sure he saw double and triple teams last year. Maybe his numbers mm -hmm. weren't where they were in 19, but they were still very good. Can you speak to how dominating he is? Absolutely. Uh, whenever you play Bowie State, you got a game plan for Josh Pryor. Um, he's not a guy that you can block one-on-one. -on -one. Um, he thrives at one-on-one -on -one situations. Uh, he's very – Josh is a football guy. He understands the game. He understands his, uh, his technique. He understands blocking schemes. So that kind of put him uh, a few steps – ahead of people you know so he does he plays he's primarily a three technique uh but if you put him in the shade he's quick enough to win and beat a double team you can play him outside he's quick enough 
and agile enough to play off the edge. So uh, one of the things about him, he's very versatile. And he understands um, he understands the defense. So by him understanding the defense, he understands how um, the how pretty much his the guys around him will open it up for him, or him being unselfish and knowing when it's his opportunity to open it up for someone else. You know, so although his numbers might not have been as high as they were in previous years, his presence was felt. His presence was felt. You know, you talk about uh, you talk about some other guys, you know, around him who had double digit sacks, double digit tackles for loss. Um, those was all from people sliding two to three people to, towards Josh. And what does it mean to have a guy like that? You mentioned the transfer portal, which, I mean, it, it is what it is. But to have a guy like that, that may have had some other opportunities, especially during the COVID year, but has mm-hmm. continued to stay with the program. Um, I, th- I think it says a lot about his character. Uh, me and Josh had um, a long conversation, you know, when you travel to the media day for the CIAA. Um, it says a lot about his character. You know, it says his goal, talking to him, his goal when he first came to Bowie State was, you know, he felt that he could have a success anywhere, you know, and he chose Bowie because Bowie was a family environment for him. You know, it felt like home. It was somewhere where he felt comfortable. Um, and he felt like, you know, he didn't need to go anywhere else to get the exposure that he needs. Um, and one of those things, I mean, we have NFL teams coming in and out of here asking for Josh Pryor. You know, so um, he's a guy, like I say, I'm like I mentioned before, these guys could have chose, they could have chose to go anywhere else, you know, but those guys decided to stay here with me. So um, every day I go to work is for these guys, understanding that I'm going to put my, I'm going to put my hard hat on for them because, I mean, they've shown that they're buying in to what I got going on. So um, I mean, I'm excited to see that guy, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see him to continue, you know, the wrath that he's been having the past three years this last year. No doubt. Speak to the the deep. You had a dominant. I mean, you had a really dominating defense um, last year. Went far. Um, talk to the guys that um, some of the other guys we should expect big things from this year. Um. So it's for so outside of Josh, we have returning on the defensive line, Ellison Jordan. Um. He played a role for us last year. He's a Penn State bounce back. Uh, he plays the, the nose tackle. Uh. Pretty good. Pretty good guy. You know, like I say, he's another guy that gets vertical. Um, and dominates double teams. Uh, we we have a guy returning, Cameron Chesley. Um, he's played defensive end in three technique for us last year before uh, suffering an injury. Uh, but he was a Morgan State transfer from last year. Um, he I expect some big things out of him. Um, at the linebacker position, uh, we had a transfer from this past spring, Corey Shell, who played a major role um, in she- at Shepherd at Shepherd University, uh, with them advancing to the third round of the playoffs. Um, then you have a young guy in Sean Tober who 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 will be a red shirt junior this year. Um, those two looking to, looking for those two guys to play a major impact on the second level. Um, and then in the secondary, you got a Raymond Boone who's returning for us. Um, who has you know he has a nice little buzz this off season, uh, but he's a two time All CIAA uh, uh, contender as well. And then on, on the outside, two young guys, uh, two younger guys, and Ronnie Patterson. And uh, Devin Williams, um, expect big things for those two guys on the outside. Um, they both played for us last year when uh, Dimitri Morcel suffered an injury. Um, so I'm looking forward to both of those guys uh, getting after it. Some. So I um, feel real good about our defense. We got a lot returning, although it seemed like we took a hit with some guys. Uh, we got a lot of guys returning as well. Bowie State head football coach, interim head football coach, Kyle Jackson, joining us here on 
the program. Maybe this, maybe you got some different skill. You, you do skill position guys offensively, right? But the, I mean, Quentin Bobo, Mark Murphy, come back on the offensive line. That's a constant. Maybe you got some other starters. Speak to those two guys specifically, Bobo, who is in who is an HBCU All American. Um, Quentin Bobo is a he's a he's a blue collar guy. Um, you know, he's not about the glitz and glams. He just come to work every day. Um, and he's get he's gotten better every day since he's been at Bowie State University. I've watched Bobo matriculate through the program. Um, he's a grad. He's actually a grad student for us. Uh, this upcoming year, but I've watched him matriculate from a walk-on to a scholarship athlete, and it's all from hard work. It's all from hard work. So definitely you need those type of guys, especially on your offensive line. Um, and then you talk about a Mark Murphy. He's a guy, another guy who's matriculated through the through the program. He'll be a grad student as well. Um, but another guy who has watched, you know, from the year from the years where we had a, um, a Brian Redman, um, you know, he had a he had a senior class, about four or five seniors in front of him. He watched those guys uh put in the hard work and then watch him come together and put it and put it all together. So those two guys will definitely anchor the offensive line. Um and then we have a young guy returning who who started as a freshman last year in Cameron Porter. Um looking for a lot of good things out of that group. You know, even with this past scrimmage seeing some positives um that I look forward to seeing on the third. Yeah, and then what is what is the running back position look like? I know, like, yeah, Khalil Wilkins was your leading guy last year's transferred. I remember he transferred in West Virginia State, I believe. But what, what is that room looking like? Got you. So after, uh, I'm I'm sure um, a lot of Khalil Khalil uh, popped on the scene a lot last year. You know, he he did some good things. Uh, behind him was Corey Johnson, who was a who was a freshman for us. Um, so he'll be a rich, he'll be a sophomore this year coming up. Um, he's a dynamic back. Um, he he does a lot of things good. You know, he can run it inside, run it outside, whatever you need him to do um, with good speed. Um, and he played he played some last year. Um, I want to say yeah, maybe with about 300, 400 yards um, on the ground. And then behind him, Kavon Campbell, um, who was a transfer from for St. St. Francis, a cat well, St. Francis, uh, PA. Um, he's a friendship collegiate guy. Um, and then behind them uh, is Lewis McDonald. He's a guy who matriculated through our program, so be able to add some depth. So those three feel real good about those guys. Um, have a nice stable of backs. You know, like I say, Khalil carried the weight for us uh, last year. Looking forward to these guys doing it as a committee this year. Uh, Jerome doesn't come back for you. Is that is that correct? Correct. Okay, so but but the thing about, like, your quarterback room for, like, the last – six or seven years has been unbelievable <laughs> even when right. even when you you had a uh, forget the guy you had a kid and he got injured and you step in and you guys have just been unbelievable in that department so i mean who who's who's going to be that guy are you in a quarterback battle this year who who may be that guy to emerge uh so right now we are we do have a quarterback battle going on and both of them actually played some for us last year um you have dj Golad, who was a transfer from uh morgan state last year and then Larry Williams, who was a transfer from Valley Forge. Um, so both of those guys have had tremendous, tremendous off seasons from a leadership standpoint, but also from, you know, changing their body and things like that. You know, they attacked, they attacked the weight room this summer. Um, and then coming into camp, uh, both of them, both of them have been having great camps. You know, um, the biggest thing is, you know, who's going to get it, who's going to get it done. So both of those guys understand the situation at hand. Um, and I look forward to seeing who's going who's going to separate themselves. But right now, those both of those guys have been working hard, so I'm excited to see what both of them bring. 
couple more thoughts for Kyle Jackson, the interim head football coach at Bowie State. Wide receiver, what does that room look like? Who will it, who who will be some of the names we need to be on the lookout for? Uh, got you. So uh, last year, um, well, a guy who who will be returning, he was uh, he suffered a few injuries last year that kind of slowed him down. It's a Darius Bowman. Uh, he was a uh, he was actually named all CIAA for punt returner, so he does a lot for us on special teams as well. Um, Keyshane Hinkley, uh, he popped onto the scene for us last year as well. <clears throat> emerged as a emerged as a, a deep threat, um, put the ball in his hand, he can make some things happen. Um, then also a Karan Winder, uh, he was another guy who popped on the scene for us last year, um, as well as uh, Quincy Hall. So. I mean, I, I, I can keep going, um, but, you know, like I said, we have some guys at that position that can that can get it done. Uh, we also have a kid in J.J. McNeil, uh, who was a transfer from uh, UVA Wise that came in this spring. So, um, like I said, we got we got some guys. We definitely have some talent at, the, at that position, some guys that can run, some guys that can jump, you know, put the ball in the hand and kind of let them go to work. So excited to see that bunch, you know, get to work as well. Last thought, were you part of that – Oh, was it 06? Were you part of that 06 team that played in the CIAA championship game? Was it against so that was, Central? So that was 2005 team. Five, okay. That was five teams. So I, I played I played in the CIAA championship in 2009, Coach Wilson's first year right. at Bull. Yeah. So, so what does it mean to be in this position as an alum, you know, of the school and you, you know you got a lot of lot of expectations coming into the season. A lot of really good players coming back. You, again, you've been an integral part of this program over the years. But what does it mean to be that head man at your alma mater? Uh, man, it, it means a lot. It's is is really a, it's truly a blessing. You know, like I, said, I've, I I first stepped foot on Bowie State campus in two thousand and seven. And if you ask me then, um, I never thought that I would be in this position. You know, I told myself. You know, I wanted to I wanted to be a true freshman. I wanted to go to the NFL. You know, um, things didn't go that way. But I never thought I would have been this in this position. So um, to have this opportunity, you know, um, it's bigger than me. It's it's really for the culture. It's, you know, it's a lot of people who um, who experienced the not so good days at Bowie. I was on that last that last team that went three and seven, four and six. You know, um, to now, you know, we we're constantly winning. Uh, eight plus games, you know, nine plus games, you know. So I understand where the program has come from and to where we're going, you know. So it's a little, it's a little bit more appreciation to it, and I have a little bit more sense of pride behind it because um, I remember what those days feel like. I lost, I lost to Fairville in a championship game, you know. So I, I know what it feel like to get to the big game and lose it, you know. With now being an opportunity to compete for um, not only not the third but the, well, the fourth. CIAA championship this year, you know, um, and it's truly a blessing, man. It is truly a blessing. And I take every day, I wake up every day grateful, you know, start my day with gratitude just because um, they could have, the, the university could have decided gone another way with this, but, you know, they shown that they believe in me and they have um, some faith in me, you know. So, like I said before, I come to work with my hard hat on every day, uh, just ready to work. So, I'm truly blessed for this opportunity. I couldn't ask for a better for a better gig right now. No doubt about it. Bowie State, of course, nationally ranked at number three in the HBCU media poll, opens the season, uh, as a matter of fact, against the University of New Haven, and that is a home game on Saturday, September the 3rd. The interim head football coach of Bowie State is Kyle Jackson as he joins us here 
on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Coach Jackson, I appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Bulldogs this season. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. I look forward to bridging with you again. Yeah, we bought some funk and noise. 86 mom broker and her boys. This is mama.